0: good idea god damn it it's a great like idea it's a-, yeah, it's a great idea man i don't know uh, it's a good idea
1: hey i'm gonna make a sh- i'm gonna design a shirt with your face and just like a text publicist <laughs> that's good idea bro <laughs> Gals, welcome to Dude. Check this out: the quarantine sessions. Dun, 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 dun. You're joined by Rob Tate—that's uh, me. I play drums in Hambone Relay, and on the other side of this call is Mr. Mark Brown, the leader of Hambone Relay. What's up, dude?
0: Hey, Rob Tate. How's it hanging, bro?
1: It's good, man. Just uh, getting through this thing called uh, quarantine life. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, just chilling right now. I'm uh, coming to you from an undisclosed location in upstate new york just chilling You're out bunker, you know? i'm in the You're bunker bro i'm in the bunker bro that's right i'm in i'm in the bunker i think i'm pretty sure a mouse just ran over my foot too so it's it's uh <laughs> pretty awesome
1: <laughs> hey so. whatever man uh do you have uh your wall of horror films to or box sets to get through
0: oh do i do <laughs> i i got i got uh what i just i just bought scary stories to tell in the dark the del toro movie that came out last year i bought that on blu-ray going to watch that tonight so. Nice.
1: I haven't even heard of that.
0: It's a, based on a children's book when I was a kid actually. Okay. Um it's actually it's a PG-13 horror movie. It's not super scary, but it's nostalgic for me. So, cuz we used to read that book when I was a kid, so.
1: Oh, that's awesome. It's so very, do you remember the, the book fondly? You remember like the plot and everything or will everything be a surprise? Well,
0: it's an it's an anthology book, so it's like a bunch of short stories. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And uh I the movie doesn't have all of them obviously cuz it's it's a big book, but like yeah, I remember like the main the main story is like there's like a there's like a scarecrow ghosts and there's like uh there's like a werewolf story i think and yeah it's yeah it's good stuff
1: i think my favorite part one of my favorite parts of tour is when you share the plots of different horror films and we're just like but we're just disgusted for like a half hour <laughs> I think I think that's my favorite part. I wish I got it on tape, like some of these horror movies you described to us, like B horror movies.
0: Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Like like I think like I described. I spit on your grave one time, and Luke almost threw up.
1: <laughs> he did. <laughs> I think um, I think uh, we've discovered that your favorite horror films are anything that has uh, 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 people eating people. And I'm um, just fucking beating the shit out of one another, I'm a breaking big, heads.
0: Yeah, dude. I'm, well, you know, I like all kinds of horror movies, but I especially like slashers, and I yep. like uh, I like uh, cannibal movies are good. Give me some gore. Give me some boobs. Can,
1: that's right. That's yeah. the word I was looking for, cannibalism. <laughs> Bro, you want Mark Brown to watch your film, we need at least two scenes of cannibalism.
0: And at least four boobs.
1: And at least, well, hold on, are we talking four separate boobs, or yes. two sets of boobs?
0: Well, two sets of boobs, but they have to be different women, though.
1: Ah, okay, that works for me. <laughs> and then, of course, you need a you know to even it out. You need like somebody's penis just to pop in, like a you know a Game of Thrones action. Yeah, you need a little
0: male frontal nudity just to kind of yeah. yeah.
1: You got to even out the uh, the spectrum. Exactly. Uh, all right. What now? What have you been doing, buddy? You just chilling? Uh, You're, are yeah. you recording a bunch?
0: Yeah. So we've been working on some stuff, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, I've been practicing and writing a lot. Um. Or trying to write a lot, trying to find a little inspiration up here in up in the middle of nowhere in upstate New York um I've been listening a lot to like the Crusaders and like old meters records and just trying to like find something different you know that's still got that handbone relay vibe and you know try to like mm-hmm. create some stuff, and also just practicing working on my craft, you know like I've been practicing mm-hmm. a lot of piano actually lately. So nice. Well, I know you've been
1: doing, you know, a ton of organ. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's cool. Are yeah. you thinking about bringing in some piano to the uh, the sound of Hambone Relay? Uh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, if the song calls for it, you know, I've had some thoughts on um some different vibes. There's a there's a a, a Crusaders album which I've been listening to a lot called um. I'm gonna butcher the title here. I think it's called. Uh, oh, it's called Southern Comfort. That's the name of the album, and uh, it's. It's got a lot of piano and a lot of really funky. There's a tune on it called "Greasy Spoon," which has this real bluesy, almost like a, it almost sounds like a Corey Wong kind of piano part with like (coughs) the the bass line walking up, you know, and very gospely. And then like there's a the guitar player, I think it's Larry Carlton, is playing like through with the talk box, and it's it's just super super simple, you know, it's like a two chord jam, but it's like super funky, so like stuff like that, you know, try and. Working on my talk box skills too, you know.
1: Yeah, well, you so. you had that on the road for a second. You ha- you brought the talk box on your uh, on your pedal board, but you stopped.
0: Yeah, because it's a bitch to set it up for one song.
1: <laughs> you got to like work it into every set. Just I know, to, and
0: then it gets old if you use it. Then you're like, oh, you're just trying to be Peter Frampton, ooh, you know.
1: And then you just, you just go, yeah, I am. Yeah, what's all that? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, that's so. cool. man.
0: What about you, Rob? What have you, what have you been up to?
1: Uh. Something, some something very similar. Uh, I'm I'm recording a bunch. I'm learning how to record in my basement. I'm actually, uh, recording in the bunker, my own bunker called. Uh, we call it the shoebox because it's so small and it's narrow. Nice. And we've tried we tried to rehearse down here. It it, it uh, doesn't work. <laughs> uh, but uh, you were gonna record drums down here. Fine. It's actually kind of cool. I discovered this the other day. I can mic up all my drums. And it's at the end of one hallway. And I could put a microphone all the way at the end of the hall, and there's also a uh, 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 washer-dryer in an adjacent room, and you get this really cool reverb um, hmm. in that room. So I mean, I've been really messing around with that and like playing around with uh, some different recording techniques.
0: Nice. And a note for everyone listening, uh, if you've l- heard uh, the last two original singles that Hamburg really released, uh, Extra Guac and whiskey jar Rob's drums were recorded in the shoebox in and the they shoe sound box. awesome.
1: It's surprisingly working out so far. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised for years. I was like, I, I overthought it. I thought I'd have to put in like insulation in the walls. I thought I'd have to like buy all sorts of stuff just to treat the room. And what I've found is like, Oh, I barely have anything on the walls. Like, like if anybody's thinking about recording drums, it's not hard. Put a blanket up on each wall or something, and you'll be fine. Right. Yeah. And it's it's that simple. Just get a decent pair of mics. We're not. I'm actually using Mark Brown's drum mics, um, and they're not. No offense, Mark. They're not like top of the top of the line drum mics. They're like stuff that you can just buy at Sam Ash. Yeah,
0: with, well, with ease. Well, in 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 defense of that, you can buy four thousand dollar microphones at Sam Ash too.
1: That, so. That's valid. But I'm saying like this is. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is this is not like. These aren't like you have to sell your arm to buy these mics. You know, you can get these drum packs, you know, they're fairly accessible.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and,
1: and I think that what we've gotten so far is really great. And mm-hmm. I'm really excited about um, what we're doing. We're actually working on, uh, as you know, but sharing with the folks at home, we're actually working on a new track that is to be uh, released hopefully next month. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to mm-hmm. mention any names yet. Make it a surprise.
0: Yeah, we got, we got a couple things in the works, you know, we'll decide, you know, a couple tracks, we'll decide which one we want to we release, but um, yeah, we've been busy. Um, We're trying. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and one thing I wanted to mention about the microphones, too, is one thing that I've learned over the years is that you don't need, I mean, look, everyone wants a $5,000 Neumann U87, of course, right? Right. But you can, if you have middle of the line, like two, $300 microphones, as long as you know proper micing technique and you have decent preamps on your on, in your interface you can make any microphone sound good you know right. what i mean it's it's just about it's knowing how to use it essentially you know which exactly. is exactly which... like
1: it, even if you had the neumann and you didn't know how to record it still sound like shit <laughs> yes. if you didn't know how to like <laughs> position it towards the the sound source um yeah i i think that Exactly what you said. You don't need a $5,000 mic. In yeah. fact, the, my, my new favorite thing in the middle of the night is to search uh, people's like cheap mic lists and see what's on there and kind of figure out what my next big purchases are. I'm sure you have a list like that.
0: Oh, yeah. But I'm yeah, poor. <laughs> We're all
1: poor. <laughs> You're like, what money? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but speaking to uh, your music listening, you know, uh, I love the that record. We listened to that record uh, before on the road Um and I absolutely love uh, Larry Carlton and all his music that he's produced with that band. Um, it's fantastic. Mm. I've it, actually doing doing something a little different. I've been co- trying to figure out what, what do we sound like in today's world of like instrumental funk rock? And I've been listening a lot to, you know, like uh, Nate Smith and uh, Fearless Flyers, Wolfpack, excuse me. <clears throat> and I've been listening a bunch to like Dumpster funk which is my new favorite thing hell yeah uh i absolutely love uh nikki oh what's her last name the drummer gillespie,
0: nikki gillespie
1: yes she's amazing yeah and you know ivan neville's the best yeah, he's um, great we actually discuss uh them later in the podcast uh but yeah dude super excited for what we're writing getting ready for 2021 because you know we're releasing a ton of stuff this this year, but like next year is when we're going to be touring again.
0: Yep, we've already got a couple tours in the works. Hit that's some right, of the venues We used to hit a lot down south, uh, down in Virginia. So you know, once once those are confirmed, we'll be announcing some tour dates. So
1: yeah, but you know, that's down the pipeline. Yeah. You know what I've been enjoying though is is we've been doing a ton of live streams, as you know, and yes. I think I think it's a fun experience because we don't have to play off a crowd per se we can kind of play what we want and there and there of course there's an arc in the show but I think what my new favorite thing with these live streams is like we can play deep cuts and not worry about losing people per se like for example like during a live show or our tours we would we wouldn't play the song Roxy a bunch because it's a little chiller mm-hmm. Um. And we've been playing a lot of other deep cuts. What are your favorite parts about the live stream?
0: well, I think to to uh piggyback on what you just said, what's nice about doing the live streams is we are doing these songs that we don't normally play. We wouldn't normally play at say the whiskey jar or Martin's, mm-hmm. but now this online audience is hearing these songs so that when we do hit the road again, these songs are more familiar to them, and we can now put like I fully intend to play Roxy more often when we get playing in front of an audience again. Same with uh, what are some other songs that we don't normally play live? Like the fuzz, here come the fuzz. We don't play that one live much, and I would like to start doing that more. And and doing these songs in 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 uh, the streaming, the live streaming shows, I think it's kind of setting it up so we can do them. It's like it's almost like a test run, you know. Like and we're and we're like prepping the audience, and they hear these songs. And Roxy, actually, we've gotten some good feedback on Roxy. Like that's a really good song, and people love that song. So it'll be nice to start playing that live, you know, in front of an Absolutely. audience.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's uh we're getting the uh the old kinks worked out again, you know, cuz we did technically take like 2 months off.
0: <laughs> we did.
1: <laughs> from uh March and April when everything kind of hit the fan. Um and it's been nice. It's like one to two live streams a month.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we got we got a couple more coming up soon and um definitely dusting dusting the cobwebs off a little bit, you know. But uh <laughs> it's a <laughs> um I think the biggest I was talking to Luke about this the other night. The biggest thing about not playing for a while and then we go do these live streams or even we played that show in Lancaster in front of a small audience um but the biggest thing about the biggest thing that i miss is not so much the songs like we remember the songs the notes the chords the, all that usually we're good with with one rehearsal or whatever but like it's the playing with each other
2: <laughs>
0: it's the playing with each other and like uh like eye contact or you know listening to each other and knowing when we're turning the page like when we were playing you know almost 100 shows a year like Rob, you and I were like just like the same person, you know. Like right. you knew when I was ending my solo, or when <laughs> I was turning when I was turning a page in a jam, or and same with Luke, you know. Like we we all just kind of knew when we were going to the next section of the song, and it was super tight. And I think that's something you lose from not playing together much in two in six months, you know. So yeah,
1: definitely, your your listening muscle is definitely weaker. Yeah. Um, unless you're constantly coming up with weird exercise to, exercises to do by yourself like recording a right. week before and seeing what you played and like try to play along with it right um yeah but it, it's bizarre uh i do think that 2021 you know if all things go to plan it's going to be like a party year it's going to be a gigantic party actually let me ask you this if you could let's say you know, there's a lot of speculation, but let's say 2021, everything's open, everything's good. What's the first show that you see?
0: The first show that I go to see?
1: Yeah, like who, if somebody, if any, you could have anybody playing in town. It's like you know, easy to go see, easy parking. Who would you go see? Like, who are you dying to see in 2021 if everything opens up? Oh man, that's a
0: good. You know, I'll, I'll tell you. Okay, so you asked me what we've been listening to and stuff. I've been listening to a lot of Billy Strings lately, and I've never seen him live, and I would love to see him live.
1: You know he's actually doing, yeah, he's great. He's been killing the uh, the uh, um, social media game. Mm-hmm.
0: He's great, man. And I, you know, I knew who he was, but I'd never really like listened to him. And we've have a lot a lot more free time now, obviously. So I'm like watching a lot of his YouTube videos and listening to him. And um, he's he's freaking awesome. Him and Jason Isbell, who I've always loved, but never really dug deep into his catalog. And I've been listening to both of those guys, and mind blowing, man. So I think one of those two guys would be my first show.
1: Oh yeah, that'd be killer. I would love to like see some uh, some collaborations. I would love to see like some crazy, weird mixes of musicians. I think that's what I want. Like people that have been dying to play with each other, but because of this virus, can't. So like, if I could create like what what kind of super group would I would I like to see? <laughs> I would like to see. I'm just thinking. Like I would love to see. I've been falling in love with this drummer named Carter McLean who plays with, um, a uh, shit, he plays The Lion King on Broadway, but he plays with, uh, what's his name? The guy that plays guitar and bass at the same time. Um. Oh, uh, Charlie Hunter? Charlie Hunter. He's the, he's insane. He's my new favorite drummer. I would like to see him play with Leland Sklar, who's like a studio session great on bass.
3: Right.
1: Uh, organ I would love to see. With John Ginty. Ooh. John Ginty, because he's insane. Yeah, he's great.
0: Play Who would you put a, on guitar? If you uh, could. Um, Ooh. In that group?
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, you don't know Carter very well, so yes. let me see. I would like to see Corey Wong with that. That'd be cool. Amal- amalgamation, because you kind of get different pockets of music all collaborating, and it becomes like a genreless thing. Yeah. Which is my new favorite like idea, genreless music. I,
0: so you want to, I'm going to go genre list on you right here. I'm making my, here's, here's my, uh, your super star band. So Chris Thiele on Mando, Billy yes. strings on guitar, Bruce Hornsby on piano.
1: That's a weird one.
0: Uh, and I'll tell you why, because, so, uh, we talked about this with squaring the circle, uh, Hornsby did a did an did an album, did a bluegrass album with Ricky Skaggs and it's really good, man. It's really, really good. So Hornsby's you know bluegrass chops are pretty amazing. So I'd love to see him in that band. That's as far as I got. I didn't get bass and drums yet, working on it, but
1: but uh <laughs> Is it, or is it because you d do, you don't oh he's <laughs> hit okay? my face on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> is it your first day, Mark?
0: It's my I remember my first podcast. <laughs> what were you
1: saying? I was nothing. I got nothing. for that group, who would I put on bass and drums for that group? I think I'd see. Uh, ooh, it's so interesting. Would I go? Huh? Do I go older? Or do I go? Or do we go newer?
0: Go whatever you think would be awesome.
1: <laughs> it would be awesome if we're thinking genreless. Like, go. Let's get weird. Yeah, it could be anybody. I would like a- to see JD Beck on drums. He's like a super young kid, but like he actually, I don't know how young he is. He's got like a baby face, but he's an incredible drummer. And I'd like to see mono neon on bass. Ah,
0: Okay. That'd be cool.
1: Let's play around with the genres. Let's see some weird shit. I like that. That's cool. (laughs) Anyway, if you guys have a, an interesting super group you want to see. I guess keep it to yourself. Uh um, no, you can email but, us
0: at Hamblin relay at gmail.com <laughs> because we we need something to do. So send us some shit to do.
1: In fact, if we if we see any good ones, we'll put them up on the on the next podcast. We'll mention them. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I think 2021 is going to be the year of the like the year of the party. You know, that's gonna be like just our Chinese New Year. It's like. <laughs> I just um, want I just want
0: to go out and just start start hugging and licking hippies dude ah, maybe not licking <laughs> maybe not
1: also uh, today is an interesting day because uh, you're probably not gonna see it in time but today is front porch, front porch festival <laughs> so today from like uh, two until uh, midnight they're playing live music and all sorts of stuff some weird skits from what I can tell but like <laughs> it looks like it's a good time
0: it's the front porch festival variety show.
1: That's right, they added that little tag cuz they did they didn't want to cancel cancel. They just wanted to like they wanted to keep it going so that it wasn't a total bummer for everybody this year.
0: And there's a uh there's a documentary they're going to be showing about the band Danger Muffin, which is pretty cool. They're uh they actually we the 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 bridge, otherwise known as the <laughs> used to used to uh play with those guys a lot and they they're a great band. So they played Front Porch Fest last year, I think. So
1: yeah, cool. I'm trying to avoid carbs, so I'm not going to listen to the Danger Muffin. Ha. But, um, pss, ha, ha, um ha, ha. ha, ha, do you hear the crickets? <laughs> Actually, you can,
0: right? Because I'm, I'm outside, so there's crickets right behind
1: me. Huh? No, nah, I mouth? can't hear them. I, okay. <laughs> I got nothing. Anyway, uh,
0: <laughs> moving on.
1: <laughs> in other news, um, there is some stuff we got to talk about, which is that... Today is also Record Store Day 2020. Ha! Um so when this comes out it'll be a little later than that, but uh or we'll be past that. But today is Record Store Day and there's tons of great music out today. Actually, you'll you'll appreciate this. Today they're releasing Elton John's record Elton John with on re-released on vinyl, remixed and mastered with some demo tracks
0: uh, mm. the originals. That sounds good.
1: Yeah, like they I think they put um take me to the pilot the demo and maybe your song demo oh cool i can't remember they're also releasing uh new remixes of instant karma they're releasing the black keys are releasing a 45 uh, rpm edition of let's rock and the who's releasing odds and Sods," some uh side tracks and b-sides oh sweet um Tons of new records, so please, even though this is released after Record Store Day, please go support your local record store. And if not, please go buy records online anywhere you can. I personally love Princeton Record Exchange, or if you're in Philly, there's a ton of uh, different record stores. I don't know if they're open at this point. But. I
0: would also recommend going to www.hambonerelay.com and uh, pick up a copy of Say Hi to Earl on 33.
1: That's right, baby. Who um, Who knows? when we'll be touring again. So like, go grab your vinyl now. And we may have something in store for vinyl next year. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Maybe we'll see. (laughs) There's a lot in store. Um, But yeah, it's really exciting. I actually think I'm going to go buy. Maybe it's not some new records. I I just, I need two things. I need a record player. I don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) I have records, but I don't have a record player. I do it to support the artist and i love the fact you can like read the liner notes on a vinyl you know
0: sure yeah vinyl sounds yeah. so much better too man they just sound great i don't know
1: speaking of better sound quality do you remember that thing the it was supposed to be a music player that neil young was pushing
0: oh do you remember yeah this? yeah he was doing something it was like i think it was digital music but they were they were they were releasing it at like 96 kilohertz sample rate which is like I don't know man. This the human ear can't hear that.
1: <laughs> well, he was trying to argue that he's trying to release something that to that had like the same music quality as like a vinyl would, but oh, really yeah. trying to come up against yeah, that's right. iTunes and all that. But that was years ago. I don't know what happened to it. It it was a weird player if I remember correctly. I remember if you guys di- are at home, go look it up, sorry. Yeah, I
0: remember discussing that as a I think we talked about that as a band years ago when when that article first came out. And it was kinda cool, but nothing ever nothing ever came of it.
1: Yeah, kind of died. Um hmm. here, real quick. Yeah, it's it's like this orangey yellow looking triangle uh player. It's called a a pono. <laughs> uh. Pono music. Nice. Uh yeah, it just dis- it was discontinued in, in April 2017. Oh. Um I'm curious what happened with it. It just says it's discontinued.
0: People don't like you if you're going to come come out with a new medium, you has to be like Awesome. People people don't like buying new shit unless it's like worth it, you know what I mean? It's like it's like I don't well, I guess I don't know. Blu-rays kind of Act- kind of took off.
1: What's that? Sorry. Well, actually I was I had an argument about this online with somebody. I won't mention any names. Uh or not an argument, just a discussion. So they were asking, they were in a band, they were asking like uh how do you listen to music and and uh people were commenting CDs but and i argued well the car the, the american car i'm sure worldwide cars don't have cd players anymore which is a huge sign that cds are out the door right i mean people still like buying them and everything but like vinyl if we're talking about selling physical products vinyl is the way to go because it's the art you can frame it and and like people who are audiophiles love vinyl anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like, and Vi- there was a big there was a big pushback.
0: Vinyl, <laughs> so, with, well, vinyl. I think I think vinyl with 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 a uh, digital download is the way to. You know what I mean? But yeah. Then again, I, then again, because of Spotify and stuff, nobody even buys digital downloads anymore. No one cares. Right. It's all on Spotify. I mean, it,
1: if you do get a sale on a digital download, it's like gold. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Um, <laughs> we haven't. So, I don't
0: think we've sold an album on on apple music in forever
1: (laughs) you know i i i think and i got really depressed about that actually that same thought we've talked about this ad nauseum which is like oh no one's buying records anymore i think we just finally have to pivot i think musicians i think the way we listen to music and sell music has to change uh what that is i don't know but it's hard not to get dark and consider yourself like a glorified t-shirt salesman (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah There's a, there's, there's a way it's like, it's like, uh, you know, when, when no, when MySpace was the big thing and then panic at the disco started using Facebook and they were like the first band to really hone in, use Facebook for, to promote their music. And then now everyone uses it. You know what I mean? Like there's a thing, there's something out there that some band is going to harness and just, you know, here's the next new
1: thing. We're going to do it, bro. We're going to do it. That's right. But uh, right now, music is, is considered a free commodity, almost free commodity, and it's kind of it's hurting the industry. And I know. speaking of uh, hurting the industry, I'm sure you've noticed uh, a lot of venues are posting that they, uh, they need funding because a lot of venues are already starting to close their doors. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. In Philadelphia, Warm Daddies just announced that they're closing up their location.
0: Oh, man, I, I didn't see that. That sucks, man.
1: Oh. But they're move they are saying they're looking for a new location <clears throat> right. in Center City, but they haven't found one. Right. Have you ever played there?
0: Yeah. When I first moved to Philly, I played with the blues I just filled in with a blues band there.
1: Um okay. Yeah. So it's I, an I interesting really been there venue. Much, but- what's that? It's an interesting venue, that's all yeah. I was saying. Yeah. Like in the sense of like it's really outside of the city. There's technically parking, there's there's the movie theater, there's tons of stuff down there. This is on like uh columbus boulevard which is right on the delaware river if anybody's been there yeah or anybody hasn't been there um and they had everything it's it's just sometimes it was hard to get people down there
0: right yeah
1: um but yeah so anyway the whole point of me bringing that up was that uh a lot of venues are really pushing for congress to pass pass this uh for our stages act that's not the name of it uh it's called um, save our stages Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it is the Save Our Stages Act. Yes. A $10 billion grant program that would provide up to 45% of a business's operating budget from the previous year. Uh, they'll also support the Small Business Loan Restart Act and the Encores Act, which would help venues recoup lost ticket sales, which I think is absolutely way to the way to go. Because if in 2021, 90% of the music venues are closed, what are we doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Right. You know? well, that's, that's the thing. Like, like we've been, we've been scheduling, I've been scheduling stuff for next year, but some of these venues may not even be around then, <laughs>
1: you know, so we, Absolutely. We know, you know, it's, 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 it's really sad. Um, I mean, I think the other positive note about, I mean, the positive thing about this is like, maybe we move, people move to backyard shows again, which I've done a few amount, a few of those since quarantine. Yeah. yeah. Like backyard shows. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe that's how you build a base and you know, move forward i'm not sure i don't know but uh yeah i think if you get a chance anybody listening please call your congressman or woman or representative and and make sure to mention to them you want to save our stages act to pass and see if there's anything you can do or that they can do to help save our stages
0: tell them to end their recess and get their asses back to dc and and vote on the shit you know
1: for real yeah. They I can't left. believe that. They decide to go on vacation while the industry that provides four point five percent of the United States economy is fucking just dead.
0: Yeah. Well it's well every every August is is congressional recess. It's like yeah. that's well, like a thing, but it's like they didn't they didn't even pass the COVID relief bill. They just left. They're like, peace. We're on fuck. vacation now.
1: Dickheads. <laughs> if anybody's in Congress, that's fucked up, this listening. Yep. Um Yeah. Anyway, I did notice that they I don't know if anybody cares about this, but they did just uh, announce that if you have uh, government student loans or I believe it's government student loans. Don't quote me on this. Uh, it's zero percent interest until the end of the year. So there's that. Well, that's cool. So a little, S- a little nugget, <laughs> <laughs> a little nugget. But look, there is a positive. I was just listening. You know who Dr. Drew is? Of course. Yeah. Um, he is. He does a podcast with the. Uh, Uh, YMH studios, which is like Tom Segura, the comedian and his wife, Christina Brzezinski. And they were just talking about like, look, there are trials happening right now. They're looking for people to volunteer to be a part of these coronavirus trials for the vaccine. If you're interested, please go just Google it uh, and you can be a part of them trying to find the vaccine. I think he said there's two or three that look promising, but he said these are Dr. Drew's words, not mine, that we could have a vaccine as early as october great that'd for be the that'd, coronavirus. that'd be awesome
0: hey that's that's and, promising i guess and then the, the, yeah. the then you have all these people that won't take the vaccine though so
1: well i mean look <laughs> it's going to be something along the lines of the smallpox yep. vaccine like sure. everyone needs to take it it just has to be mandated in like maybe we do what china was it china that said that um if you don't if you don't stay indoors they arrest you so maybe if they don't take the vaccine they get arrested or something like yeah i don't know something needs to happen because if we can't open up like the economy is fucked you
0: yeah, no kidding right
1: i mean things are yeah.
0: things are starting to open up a little bit but there's so much that just can't open yet and it's 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 sad you know
1: right so all of this to say look if you have a band who you love and you want to support them send them a message see if there's a way you can donate to them or um you know we have a little donate page on our A donate page. We have a donate button on our page if you're interested in helping out Hambone Relay or if you want to buy some merch. we got tons of it. So go to our page. we got lots of stuff for sale.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, buddy. And maybe we'll put some new products. Hold
0: on. My dad just started his truck. Hang on. (laughs) It's the one problem with doing this. He's leaving. Hold on. All right. We We can keep going. Sorry.
1: Very good. And if you guys like, we have a donate button on our page. Uh, you can go to handbonerelay.com and you can donate to the band. Or you can go buy some merch. Support us till we get back on our feet for next year. And we rock. 2021.
0: Hell yeah.
1: The year of the party. Yeah. We should name our next record that or something to that.
0: Year of the party. Nice. Year of the party. <laughs> Love it.
1: 2021. And then the uh, whatever the double, du- double dot is. Not a semicolon. a uh,
0: Double colon. What's that? The so double dot is a colon, right?
1: Is it? Yeah. I thought that was the one with the the, the, the comma on the bottom. No, that's a semi colon. That's a, semi-colon, a, semi-colon. So a colon. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. I learned something today. Twenty twenty one colon, the year of the party.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah!
1: And it'll be like a Where's Waldo on the front, and we'll be on the front of the front cover. You have to find us.
0: I like it. <laughs> hey, good story, yeah, bro.
1: Anyway, uh, today on the podcast we have our. Very good friends that we tour with, play with, and joke with all the time. We love them and we hope you do too. Squaring the Circle from Baltimore, Maryland, wonderful jam band. And uh, yeah, they're the homies. Here they are. Look at these prompt motherfuckers. Hey guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing? What's
2: up? We're doing this outside. If you can't tell,
1: yeah, it's a very <laughs> real-looking tree. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How
2: do we sound? Do we sound okay?
1: Good. You sound fine. You
0: sound, yeah, you sound great. great. Whatever. It's cool.
2: <laughs> try, try, don't worry. I heard. I heard your best
3: albums of the '90s podcast. We sound fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were joking about that.
1: <laughs> it's cl- classic. What, hold on. Were we quarantined on that episode?
0: Uh. I believe so. Yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: We were working out the kinks, Carl. God damn it, <laughs> were, were, were you now? <laughs> Wait, is that the one that yes. the the
3: the, kink, the, kink, the kinks were jog, being, getting drunker and drunker during the the entire thing. Is that the one it where was Mark so great
2: was, that you were telling me where Mark was so drunk that he couldn't defend his own selection? No, <laughs> that was that 60s. was the
1: seventies 60s, 60s, yeah. The sixties. Yeah, yeah, I, I, bottle of scotch.
0: <laughs> Rob made fun of me for picking picking a, an album, and I just literally couldn't defend myself. I just
1: oh, you know what it was? It was Cannonball Adderley's um
0: great album. Uh, Come on, live fourth. live at the club, bro.
1: Yeah, but I was like, really? Yeah, like, really? Like, top, top top ten. I'm though? sober There's
2: now. Now I can defend it.
1: It's in the '60s. <laughs> Mark's
2: That's a great like, album. Mark's like, I'm not that hip. I mean, I I'll already the, have. I'll defend that shit now. You I already have like, like three reasons in my head of why that would be one of the top albums. By the way, tell me we're recording right now.
0: Yeah, we. I, yeah, I'm getting all of this. So
2: this is, <laughs> is gold. Uh, is, is Jimmy Cobb on that record? Is he the drummer on that record? No, it's Billy Cobb. Yeah. Is it?
1: No.
0: No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. I'm I know J- sure. Joe Zavano's on keys. I don't know. That's all I know.
1: It's either Blakey or. Uh, it's
0: not Blakey.
2: It's is a, it Elvin? No. No. I don't know Elvin. if Elvin plays with him. I don't think
3: Elvin played with him very often.
2: I get them mixed up. Are you looking, Robert?
1: I'm looking. I'm yeah, looking. give me
0: a sec. Oh,
2: Rob's got it.
1: Oh, you got it? Okay. Got it. Sounds good. I'm good. lazy. So, Have at sounds it. Good. Sounds good. Uh, sounds good. Have at
2: How it. How
3: are you guys, man? I miss you guys.
0: Miss you too, man. What's what's new with you guys?
3: Rock and roll, and we were just trying to write some new music, so needless to say, that was a frustrating endeavor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I love it. Are you writing more instrumental stuff or more vocal stuff these days?
3: No, we're actually trying to write some vocal stuff, which um um may or may not be a mistake. We'll have to see how that rolls, but nice. it's <laughs> been fun. You know, it's been fun kind of writing um kind of getting back to at least my roots with, you know, um especially I, today is the 20th anniversary of Alan Woody passing. Oh wow. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. So, um uh, that, that early Mule stuff was a huge influence on me coming out of high school and really like when I started on guitar. So now kind of right. But one of the songs we're writing now is like it's a pretty hard hitting, you know, rock and roll blues tune. And it was just kind of fitting that we were we were messing with it tonight on the 20th anniversary of Alan passing. It's pretty cool. Huh.
1: That's awesome. Do you guys have like plans to go back into the studio? I mean, now that you're writing again, or you have like an end date or start date to recording?
4: No.
3: No, and the reason is, is what we want to do with the next record is we want to, with the first record, we felt like we made a mistake by having um, just enough tunes plus one or two to make the record. You know what I mean? Yes. Whereas I think with the next record, we want to have, we want to make an eight song record. We want to have 16 songs in the bag that we can, we can fashion the record in a way that it, you know, it really kind of flows and makes sense.
1: Absolutely. What you guys have been doing, like releasing singles along the way. Yeah. I mean, the reason we we've been doing that is because it's this—it's how fast we're working, right? In quarantine, you know, sending drum tracks and basic demos. Mark's been writing, you know, most of it, and then I I try my best to put a drum take on with what I got and just see what happens. But we had some
3: with pre-recorded
0: your... stuff too. We had some stuff that we'd already done that we just left yeah. in the can yeah.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah,
3: but are um, you guys recording everything? All like everything you guys are recording is that your
1: home studios? The last two tra- two tracks that we did, Extra Guac and Whiskey Jar, were all done in our separate studios.
3: And those are those are fantastic. We've been listening to those. Uh, me and the kids were listening to those on the way to Ocean City. And uh, awesome. love that stuff, man. I've been killing it. And the thing is, the nice part is you guys really have, like, I'm surprised to hear that it was all done in separate home studios. Because whoever engineered it, whoever whoever ended up mixing it,
1: really did a fantastic job. That's the mastermind, Mark Brown. He mixed it and he learned how to master in the quarantine. Took, so he took some, took some
0: classes online on how to master too. So Look at this I'm guy mastering engineer.
1: This guy <laughs>
3: takes classes in wearing two shirts and
1: mastering. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm wearing two shirts too, but this one's extra. You guys funky. are the two shirts. I mean, hey it's it's cold up here.
0: <laughs> I'm upstate New York, food food man. It's freezing I forgot up here. Got
1: to wear my Rob Tate shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but back to your record, though. I think I love how do you say it? Yunk, 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 yunk. i love it um but (laughs) i love uh, i love (laughs) i love the songs that carl sings on i love them i i wasn't well not that i wasn't expecting to that's a terrible thing to say i was just surprised i was like these are great the first four tracks i remember playing over and over and over again not to say the rest of the record isn't great i love it and um to hear what you guys are coming up with next is uh Interesting. Are you going to do mostly vocal tunes or a mix Mix like kind of like the last record was?
3: It's interesting because I think we're moving in the direction of doing more vocals. Um, we're moving in the direction of kind of uh, trying to make some things a little bit more succinct. I don't know if you know this about that first record, but whatever we had to say on that first record we took a long time to say it. <laughs> oh, <No.
4: laughs> you know,
3: that's right, right, right. <laughs> so, there <laughs> were some long yeah, tracks, yeah, yeah. 12 yeah, yeah. minute song, 14 minute song. 15 <laughs> you minutes. just like think, saying it a lot, yeah, exactly. I don't think right. that that's going to happen again, and
2: in multiple different ways,
3: <laughs> right? Exactly. This would be cool. This would be cool to do. Cool we, we should do this in seven then in 6 and then in 7 again because uh. everybody's going to love that.
2: <laughs> it's how, like I was having a conversation with somebody and I just kept saying the same thing over and over again non-stop and then 20 minutes later they're like bro I know exactly what you're trying to say. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right? and it's like yeah that's exactly that's what it's like to listen to our records like dude, we get it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my Which God. we just did. We just did that exact same yeah. thing. Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's so funny. We just released um, a live track that we uh, did a video recording last year. It's about, how long was it, Mark?
0: It's like nine minutes.
1: Yeah. That and was with uh,
3: the cats from Solar Circuit, right?
1: Uh, it was uh, Becca from Solar Circuit and Trap Rabbit. Um, nice. And we, did, and we did it out in uh, Westchester, PA, but we did the video recording and we never released it on uh, Spotify or anything, but right. we finally were like, I guess we have time now. <laughs> right right yeah well
3: you know i mean yeah, everybody's got everybody's got a little bit of time to do whatever they they're pleased to do i actually right. i uh what i started doing when the, when the quarantine started was um i didn't really play um like regular kind of like fingerstyle guitar for almost almost a month and a half and i just played slide yeah so now I'm gonna like that's another kind of thing we're gonna start incorporating into the into the sound as we go forward. One of the songs we're working
2: on is slide bass.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I
3: actually made I was t- I was telling these guys I was joking about it earlier because because, um, I made a playlist of you know like songs I want to learn just like just learn the solos from, and um, I think it's like a 15 song playlist. And like nine of them are Derek Trucks songs. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, god! This
1: is I'm this is ne- I'm never gonna finish this. <laughs> Hold on, which ones though? Which ones are you gonna learn or um, try learning?
3: So I already started. Um, so I, I'm really I really love that record. He's uh, live at the Georgia Theater record that he did. Yeah. With- um, and in particular, uh, Kamale, um, "Gonna Move," and um, "I Wish I Knew." Hmm. um which are uh, I wish I knew obviously being a um being an old soul tune um and he just he just does some stuff on those on those songs it's you know certainly as a novice slide slide player it's it's it's
1: a it's a mountain it's a uh,
4: mountain
1: <laughs> it is i mean the kid's been doing it since it's like been like what nine
4: yeah, yeah like, like just playing
1: 8 or 9 yeah that's an, that's nuts mm-hmm. in itself, but yeah. I love all of Derek Trucks's early stuff pre Susan. Yeah. I see I love I love the
3: Susan stuff too. I think that you know that like that that album that re- they flavors. released. Yeah, the album they released oh, yeah. with with both the Burbridges um with like Midnight and Harlem on it and stuff like Revelator. that. That was yeah, that was fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Um and then they yeah, and then they, they had to go ahead and go slumming with Tim LaFle on on, on bass like are you kidding me like, yeah, one of the best bass players on the planet
2: and uh um, did he play on black star david
3: bowie's black star yeah yeah wow. i think he was yeah he did i think he did a bunch of uh i think he did a bunch of uh scofield stuff too like i mean he's really? he's a
1: he's oh a, i didn't know that i knew he was on black star um yeah. amazing record i i have yeah. to write that down i'm gonna check that out for sure black star but yeah well no 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 no. uh the uh scofield stuff Oh, I, yeah. think, I love Black Star. I,
3: I think he was. I could be wrong. I might be
1: mixing him up with Andy Hess. I'm not sure. I think Mark's, Mark, your favorite record of Derek Trucks' old stuff is like Already Free, right?
0: Yeah, Already Free is the, my favorite.
1: The, the sure. blue card? Already Free is fantastic. Mine is um the Songlines record. It's a good one. I love that oh. record so much. The Volunteer yeah. Slavery opening track, just like...
2: Yeah. I love... um, uh, What's the one? the the tri- The tribal sounding one? Uh, volunteered slavery? Well, like I guess a lot of them sound tribal. Um, um, no, not that one. <laughs> There's um, a
3: couple of them. I mean, it he he does that, he does that. Yanrika was fantastic with kind of. In, da, 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 da.
2: Damn it! I can't sing. Barani
3: whatever it is. I'm
2: gonna tell you in a second. It is. <laughs> well, I like this guy. That's a beautiful song. Yeah. But no, it's um, Sahiya Sahi, yeah, it's Sahi- yeah. Terry Bondi.
3: Yeah.
2: Maki Mundi. Which record's yeah. that
3: off of? So it's he's on. Done, it's yeah, on songlines. And he's done. He's he's been doing that song. I remember seeing him when. Um, oh yeah. I saw him in Baltimore at a place called Fletcher's, which was, you know, the size of my living room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was nineteen. He was playing with a band called Schleho, out of New York, and they were they were crazy too. They were amazing. This amazing jazz funk band. If you get a chance, go on, um, go on, uh, like Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you have, and check them out. S C H L E I G H O. Um. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Derek was just—he was—I think he was just starting to get into that. So apparently, um, I listened to Eric Krasno's uh, podcast, and and Trucks was saying that he had spent some time. Um, listening to a lot of that stuff that I guess I guess Alan Woody and I think Jimmy Herring may have given him, you know what I mean like this like this Pakistani stuff and then like a bunch of like the sacred steel stuff, like your Aubrey Jet like you know what I mean, like all the mm-hmm. stuff that like Robert Randolph is based, you know is kind of based in, and he was just absorbing that at age nineteen as, you know already a mature player.
1: And already just taking it all in and just really just, you know. Taking ugh. some time and really like revolutionizing his playing in that yeah, sense. Yeah. Yeah, you'd exactly. say that again. And didn't, um, speaking of Krasnow, didn't he also produce the first Tedeschi Trucks Band uh, I record? So.
3: I believe so. I know he played bass. After teal left, um, Krasnow played bass on tour with them for a hot minute. Which I didn't know until I until I heard that podcast.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, uh, I definitely didn't see it live, like. Um, but I, yeah, that's what he was. He was like, because they that. were talking about right, because they were talking about Kofi, and they were just like, you know, Krasno was just saying, and Mark could probably speak better better than anybody about this, but he was like, you just stood next to Kofi and just watched absolute like magic happen, like apparently. <laughs> And, and, and I've heard it from, like, the recordings and stuff like that, but, like, I can't imagine being that close to it
2: watching all of those. It's, like, an endless waterfall of ideas. Yeah.
0: yeah. He was brilliant, for sure.
2: When I saw him play with the Nth Power <laughs> in New Orleans, and I was, like, in the front row, and I spent a lot of my time watching Kofi because he was just, like, I think magic is probably, like, the best way to put it. Honestly, that's what it looked like.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Players that make you feel like you're flying – That effortlessness, that just like you're you're on air, that something's lifting in the air, it's it's magical. We had that
3: weird thing where where again Mark could probably speak better than this, but like it looked like he was hitting the keys, and it almost looked like it it almost looked random, and it almost looked like he never really struck the keyboard. And as a guitar player, like it like that doesn't make sense to me. But like it was just kind of, he was just kind of like smiling and just just like how Keith Ed Moon would play drums. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and, and like all of a sudden like this absolutely gorgeous rhythm and you know rhythmic and melodic figure would come out of him and and it would just be like Where the- Right.
1: <laughs> I didn't
3: know you even hit anything. Oh,
1: His hands man. are just in the air. That's insane. I mean, Kofi, man, what a treasure. Uh we have a friend named Rachel Ann that told us some great stories. She's close with those. Guys. Oh, you guys Rachel know Rachel. Yeah, we know. That's Rachel. right. You guys know Rachel. She yeah. told some great stories about Tedeschi Trucks and how Kofi's just like the most down to earth, chill dude ever. Yeah, but, um, she did always say that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: She and I, she and I went to. Um, we went to go see them at the Warren Theater. She grabbed tickets and um, uh, we went to dinner with Kofi. Oh, that's cool.
2: At uh, a, a steakhouse across the what way. Did he get to eat. What was his favorite drink?
3: no, idea. no <laughs> idea did he hold
2: his fork like this or like this <laughs> <laughs> how did he cut his knife i
1: want all the details these are things but, that Carl about late at night sorry <laughs> right
3: right but yeah you, she's absolutely she's 100 spot on he was he was as genuine of a person as he was uh, uh an amazing musician which is you know i think all, all a lot of those great a lot of those great musicians really are you know like they're once you get to kind of a point where you're that good, the you know, it's then there's, there's no competition anymore. You know what I mean? You're like, you're, you know, you're that good and you, you know, you, it doesn't matter what people do.
1: So, Nate, <laughs> let me ask you this. Ask. Do you find with uh, having all this time in quarantine and practicing stuff, you and I have discussed outside of this podcast, like practicing and drum stuff. Do you find that your playing is kind of evolved and it's helping create a new, not a new square in the circle, but helping the band change uh, texture? Good question.
2: Uh, yes, I would say that because so what I've focused on is, um, uh, getting back down to the basics of like how I hold my sticks, how I play flams and stupid stuff like that and control. And it's helped a lot with my dynamics. And so since I've been focusing on that, I think my drumming has become a little simpler. Um, So I guess going back to how Carl said, we're kind of attacking writing our new songs. Our songs are kind of focusing on that as well. Me and him had a talk right before our first rehearsal, like maybe a month ago, where we were talking about how we've been focusing on the same stuff, getting back down to the basics and listening to simpler music. And just like, what makes good, what makes good music good? Um, So, yeah, I would definitely say that it's kind of come across and helped us foster that kind of
3: well, I think style one, that we're going for. One of the things you were telling me about in that conversation was um, how he was, he was, concentrating on being able to play um his like his beats his licks but dynamically like really like quiet Mm -hmm. which i think is a really cool like it's a very cool exercise i think for any instrument to try to like to try to lean into something but play it at a very low dynamic level and I thought that was kind of cool so after he had after he told me that I kind of started to mess around with those exercises as well and you
1: know you know what I keep finding with with like in terms of how hard you hit on any instrument is that the lighter you you hit you can like turn up it actually lets the instrument vibrate like for drums if you over hit a, a snare drum it chokes it you, you lose all tone with with guitar if you hit lighter just turn the damn amp up like tone for days i will <laughs> 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 i didn't mean that i'm just saying like i'm just saying like you know you hit lighter it's true what you're saying is absolutely right yeah, like turns- in the lighter you hit like there's so
2: much instead of always being up here you're down here and then you have all that room to do stuff so it's almost like you can say more with less
1: Absolutely, you don't need to be just like, bah! you know, just <laughs> right. like playing a thousand paradiddles a minute. And Mark and I have been talking for a long time. We love Wolfpack. You, yeah. you guys know Wolfpack. It's yeah. it's just great groove music. They're yeah. not mm-hmm. blasting you in the face with Coltrane changes. It's just like it feels great. Yeah, yeah. There. So
3: it was actually funny. I was I was at the beach last weekend and um um well i i already mentioned that but uh, anyway when we were on the beach um we had our little bluetooth speaker whatever and um so i just did an amazon i just did an amazon just shuffle of volpec and like the kids were loving it all the folks that were with us were loving it it's just like it's fun music and it's very accessible but it's also super musical. Like it's also, it also has all of the substance that we, you know, that a musician needs, but all of the accessibility that somebody that, you know, really, you know, they never picked up
1: an instrument. They just want to listen to something that's
3: awesome.
1: Absolutely. It's all of that. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's hip. Like not to be cheesy, but like it's just fun ass music. Have you and, seen
0: uh, them? Have you seen them live? Anybody? I saw them live in Philly. Uh, a while ago, like five years ago, before Corey Wong was playing with them. Okay. Yeah. It, was so, it good? I've never seen them. They long. were awesome. They're best. It was one of the best shows I've seen <laughs> in the last five years, for sure. Nice. They were great. Uh, they, they played nice. like an after-party. There was like a festival at the Electric Factory, and they were the after-party, like on a small stage outside. And uh, they were great. It was And it was just like the core band, not the extra keyboard player, and not Corey Wong, and they were awesome.
1: Nice, so yeah, that's very cool. We also both saw uh, Theo uh, at the uh, Milk Boy, Theo Katzman, yeah, at a uh, Milk Boy, and uh, that was a so-so show. Um, that was also the beginning of their tour. I think they were working out some kinks.
0: Joe Joe Dart on I like bass, that
1: album killed it. What? What's that? Joe Dart was on
0: jo- bass in that band. I, mean, he's, he's a, I think he he is Wolfpack. Honestly, I mean he's he's the best part of that band.
3: He's a monster. Yeah, he's an absolute freaking monster. <laughs> Have you guys seen them? No, no, I that's what I was saying. I haven't seen them. So I don't like Tyler saw them once and he said it was. Yeah. Really? Tyler, really? Yeah. Wow. I, I saw him once and he was, yeah. He saw he them was, at a
2: festival and he said that it. they, uh, they played two sets. I think it was at Lockin, and they played twice over two days. And he said the set was the same the second day. And he mm. said that, um, I don't know if you're going to cut this part out, Mark. <laughs> and he also said, uh. They were doing, a, like, a call-and-response thing. And you know when, like, you a band does a call-and-response and it's, like, way too complicated and the audience just isn't getting it, but they keep trying it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's exactly what they were doing, and it just wasn't working. I, I was just
0: going to say it. So they didn't do it when I saw them, but I've seen live when they do. They he, uh, Jack Stratton <laughs> has the audience sing. Now you This side sing a third, and you sing the fifth, and you sing the flat seven. You know, and the, it just sounds like, ah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny. It sounds like that's definitely what they were going for. Yeah. Say hi, Eva. Hi. All right. Hi. <laughs> <Bucky> on. <laughs> oh. on, little woman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, absolutely killer band. Um, I'm trying to think. Have you guys heard about the them selling off the tenth track on their new record?
2: You hear about that? No. How much were they auctioning it off for? Did you see oh, the video they put
1: out? It, it was so high. So what they're doing is, if, if anybody hasn't seen it, is they're auctioning off on eBay the last track on their next record that's coming out. So it's at like 50 grand or something now. It might be even higher than that. No, no, it's higher than that. What? No, I'm I'm oh, you I'm, should... I'm,
0: I'm like, oh that's crazy. I'm shaking my head. It, it's <laughs> oh, crazy. It, it, oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's, he's
3: doing this with his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Just like
3: did you see the reasoning? What What would you do if Moon was one of
1: the team? No, they were. It's. I think it's a ploy. They're just saying that like we're not making any money, so yeah, we're trying to sell off our tenth track. Well, I mean, what do you think?
2: Well, the 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 main whatever his name is, the main one of the main Woody one one of the dudes. I don't know which is the main dude. He put out a video saying that he invested all of his money in a certain stock thinking that it would take off and when the pandemic hit it crashed so then he lost all of his money so they're auctioning off that last song that sounds like a, like-, <laughs> like a
4: joke
2: that, that sounds, sounds like bullshit. so stupid <laughs> when i'm saying it out loud there's no <laughs> way <word. laughs> you're like i'm regretting saying this <laughs> the
3: thing is is that like like if they are good on them dude like they're they're like you know what i mean like every every we all have to find different ways to make money right now <laughs> all right because i could you know what i mean like live shows aren't happening so like you know if they've i mean if they, i would love to sell i'd sell the seventh track off of our next record for 10 for, bucks yeah for
1: 15 yeah, let me, bucks and then i get envelope. my venmo out bro hold on i'm about to send you 20 bucks it's just gonna be bro, oh, no, it's 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 me, gonna me
3: gonna going bro. <laughs>
0: speaking <laughs> of trying to make money when it's no be live
3: rob thing. going... Yank? Is it yank? Yank. Is it, g-ank? 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 Is it g-ank?
2: And the tracks, I guess, that the average out to our average song length also. So, like, <laughs> so to go to 12 minutes. Just
1: like Gank. Just it's gonna be the new number nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> number nine. But I think that's all a ploy. Like, look, we're talking about it on a podcast. Like, you know, people are talking about that. They don't need the money.
2: Cool. They're not, yeah, they're not Can stupid he, like that either. They do stuff like that all the time. But the thing I think, is, I think it's, yeah, it's weird.
1: But the thing but, is, is
3: even if they did, it's a like it's, it's a great, you know, it's a great marketing. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like it's a good way to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, if if there's some band out jealous. there, <laughs> there's some band out there that has seventy extra thousand dollars <laughs> just sitting around. As most of us do, right? I yeah, bet it's gonna be some really big
2: band that is the one that puts their song right. in, it, like Metallica or something. Right, right.
1: Oh my god, can you imagine? Like Justin Bieber buys it out, and you're like, ah, oh, this is <laughs> kind of awesome. Now, we all it like know that.
3: it's gonna be Twiddle.
1: <laughs> I bet it's actually gonna be uh, the keys guy that sounds like a choir boy. What's his name? The keys uh, guy, yeah, he he plays keys and he's he um, he sounds like a choir, a choir boy.
3: So choir boy, keys guy, no, <laughs> a guy boy, that
2: does yeah. does the guy that does the
1: funk stuff,
2: or the uh, guy that plays drums too while he plays keys and sings.
1: Oh, Josh oh, Dion. No, I'm Josh like Dion it. is cool though. Yeah, he's I, cool. He's, re- he's really inspiring because, like, right now, there's not too many touring drummers that sing, and that's pretty cool. I like is that. The that guy lot. that plays Actually, keys that, while he sings. Yeah,
3: he Actually, keys a, that'd be a cool thing, Rob, because you because you sing. What? do you, Where? Where do you? Where are you with Levon Helm? Love or worship, uh, both. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: both. <laughs> good both. answer. Both. <laughs>
2: um, sorry from New York. The frickin... What's your third instrument going to be that you pick up and play at the same time as the drums and singing, Rob? Oh, I'm Ooh. not doing. I'm not doing all
1: that shit. I'm gonna just <laughs> <laughs> sit on my ass and pretend. Let's do that. Fuck that. I'm not doing that shit. Hold on, I'm looking up this guy's name. I really can't remember. Uh, all I need. Huh. Oh, I'm trying to remember what the hell the name of this song is. We'll cut this out.
0: I <laughs> know oh, this is gold. Leave it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is gold. Is this it is gold? It <laughs> it is a I know.
4: I know. Meanwhile,
3: meanwhile, apparently, if this is gold to Mark, he's one of those guys that goes to like the Smoky Mountains and goes to like that thing that's like mine for gold behind the store. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't wait to edit this. Oh, here it he is. is it's rate. Jacob Collier. Oh, cool. Oh, oh Jesus, yeah. that guy. I couldn't think of his name. Dude, <laughs> the Choir
0: Boy Keys guy. He
1: sounds like a Choir
2: Boy. boy. He's, he's, oh, my. Keys, he's insane. He's nuts. Talk about
1: otherworldly. Yeah, he's... Have he's, you heard uh, his new album? Uh, uh, No, I haven't. My girlfriend has. She loves it. She loves his music. Have you checked it out?
2: Yes. I like Jesse Volume 1 the most.
1: Out of all, out of the three. Yeah, it's probably, like,
2: I don't know. He's a great, he's
1: a great
3: follow on Instagram. He's a great follow on YouTube, too.
1: Oh, yeah, it's interesting as hell seeing who he's, like, collaborating with and, like, singing on tracks for. He sang on, like, Coldplay's record and... uh, Which one? one?
2: The most recent one?
1: Yeah. And, like, they did, like, a a duet online somewhere. I also like Coldplay. You know, early Coldplay.
2: Uh, Uh, I really like the, um... The Ghosts record. Is that what it's called? Ghost?
1: Yeah. In fact, thats I kind of stole that or borrowed that design off their uh, album for mine. It's the same color. Borrowed. (laughs) No, but I was inspired. Um, (laughs) That's a great record. Broke in
2: a Cold Place house and stole it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I needed to find out. It was Azteca Blue. But anyway... Yeah, Jacob dude, Mark, When
3: did you, Mark? When did you write? Um, did you write "Here Comes the Fuzz"?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah.
3: When did you? How long ago did you write that?
0: Uh, well, year that album came out a year ago, so probably six months before that, so a year and a half ago.
3: Okay. Why? I freaking love that too, man. Oh, thanks. I dude. love that. That whole, I mean, that whole "Say Hi to Earl" record, absolutely malls. I love that record. Oh, thanks, dude. thanks man. Thank you, man. I have yeah. the
1: vinyl. Whoa.
3: <laughs> You're a
1: super fan. Mm. <laughs> this guy's the biggest fan ever. Are you guys going to do vinyl in the next one?
2: Uh, <laughs> if, <laughs> how much does that cost? Lots. <laughs> about, about one lot arm. Lot. Uh, yeah. What? A lot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 hey,
3: More than we're cool. proud to admit. It would be cool, but, you know, I mean, we'll have to see. It it see.
2: seems like you guys like have done well with sales, but I mean, especially after all, like, this... Stuff going on where we're only losing money. I don't know.
0: Yeah, same here. We we were actually in the we were remixing our our free hugs album for vinyl when COVID happened, and that that's not Ooh. happening now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I would love to get your other stuff on vinyl. I saw yeah,
3: you got so you guys have actually been playing not a lot but a decent amount. You guys played on. Saturday or Sunday? Yeah,
0: we Saturday. played Saturday in Lancaster at the shops at Belmont, and it was like that was a, actually right a lot in front of, of the fun. Target, <laughs> right
3: in front of the Target. <laughs> we did. It was, it was. It was. It was. okay. I mean, I, it was dude, cool. We all played those gigs. There's <laughs> sometimes those are really fun ass gigs. Yeah, man.
1: we. I mean, like there were there were older folks for sure, just in like lawn chairs, like hanging out, listening. Some people even like danced and like. Got a little too close for comfort, but like it was still a lot of fun. <laughs> we get to play like once a month at this rate, you yeah. know. So
3: right, but the thing is, if like if it wasn't old folks or any folks in lawn chairs socially distancing, wouldn't that also be weird? <laughs> it's like like if it was like a bunch of folks just like up in your face, be like, this is not cool at all. And yeah, <laughs> you're right. That doesn't matter. It's anybody. You're right. You're absolutely right. right. I played a brewery. A few weeks ago, and it was kind of the same thing. Like there was, there were several hundred people there, but it was just like spread out, like like this big lawn, and it was great, man. Like it was fantastic because nobody was like nobody was doing any of the nonsense. Everybody was wearing their mask when they had to walk by, you know what I mean? Like and it was, yeah, it was great. Mm
1: Yeah, I. I've played a couple singer songwriter gigs at breweries where it's just me playing guitar and I gotta be super strict wearing the mask because nobody else gives uh you know a shit. I'm just walking around and people are like making fun of me. I'm like, whatever, just roll the oh, punches. Yeah. 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 It's it's an interesting environment, especially if you're playing inside and people are allowed inside at breweries and things like that. Yeah. We the, played it, um
2: go ahead.
3: Yeah. The brew yeah, the brewery we, we were playing was outside, but um I'm 100% with you because we booked it, um, uh, or I booked it for for a bunch of more dates, and some of them are are kind of leaking into the fall slash winter, where it's like, not going to be so warm, not going to be so nice on that lawn, right? Right. And the second, you know, I've already told them that, like, you know, if I'm uncomfortable with the inside situation, that I'm, you know, I'll pack my shit and go, home. right.
1: I got kids, man. I don't give a shit. Absolutely. We, we all have enough going on. I think bands are going to start investing in those heat trees. Yeah, Just see put, them, put them right in the middle of the group and just hope for the best. Hope we don't implode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to... you imagine? Combust. <laughs> Yeah, just like drum set, like wood. It's just all over the ground. Like, the like every Spinal tap drummer.
0: Show,
1: it would be a badass show. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you record it yo man did you listen to fuzz at the like minute eight everything just stopped what happened man like, bro i heard an alien shot down a plasma ray and destroyed it <laughs>
3: that actually isn't what happened they actually just blew up <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, whatever yeah. man i think that's a thing i think we should invest in heat trees and then do a double band set squaring and handbone somewhere double
3: band set double band set yeah.
1: i know uh, well, i think about the double band set all the time the one that got away <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen. It was That's so it close. Uh, for those listening, we were supposed to play uh, it was the 8 by 10, correct? We were supposed to yes. play yeah. and do uh, a double uh, double band thing at least at the end of the show. That would have been a lot of fun. Oh well. Next time, next time <sighs> if yeah. the 8 by 10 survives.
2: We should time. do
3: is just we should just like book something where we're just going to like just going to do like the Allman Brothers at the Fillmore or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, what you know what I mean? Like like something where you need just that many musicians would be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you're yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to get some more mics. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we're going this
2: is the way we're gonna do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And we can't
3: do it any other way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I've always enjoyed our shows where when we go on the road with you guys, for those listening that don't know, down south and we set up the double drums at uh where was that, Martin's? Martin yeah.
1: Martin. That was fun. That was a ton of fun. I think that's the last time we played Martin's, was it, Mark?
0: uh yeah we were supposed to do it on that tour in april and it got canceled so yeah i think that was the last mm-hmm. time yep
1: yeah we got the, we had a big southern tour plan that was a huge bummer No,
2: i was telling mark that i think about it, i i felt so bad for you guys you know you guys had like the furthest and longest tour and mm-hmm. um another friend another fan that we're friends with the frigs you guys know them they were supposed to go out to colorado for the first time they had to shut all that down Felt for you guys.
1: Yeah. I felt for you guys too, man. All of our shit got canceled, you know. And I'm sure we were all gonna like level up. We always talk about like you know getting to the next tier. We're like End a up. seventh
0: tier jam band. Now we're gonna be a sixth tier jam band. We're working. Six and a with, half. We're getting there, guys.
2: We were planning on buying a van this year. Oh yes. no!
1: <laughs>
2: next. Wah, <laughs> yeah,
1: but that, wah, wah, wah. that was on our list too. We um we were really bummed about it, you know. Saving up. See yeah.
0: what happens. Yeah. Now we're just paying rent.
1: <laughs>
2: Yay.
0: Right. Yay.
3: Uh. Oh
2: my gosh. I was like, uh Did
3: you guys art. bring this thing to a grinding halt by talking about how we're no, not we... making any money? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Save Good us, job. Carl. Save us. Well done, guys. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> People listening at
2: I like about, more. listening. this is the moment and when everyone, everyone turns, turns the podcast off. to hear some more depressing stuff.
3: Right, exactly. We'll cut it out. We're, we're going through not. that too. What everybody else needs in their life is how we are
2: suffering. <laughs> we're suffering, and you—we know you are too.
1: <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by no one. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> amazing oh it be great oh shit but Dude, i'm I am loving that
0: <laughs> where's luke and job jo- well did, didn't you invite luke rob to this i thought he was in the email he, in he was in
1: a group chat but he didn't oh. get involved ah, didn't <laughs> well well, well. Now, all of a sudden
2: after after saturday when jordan's and my significant others talk him up like he's this handsome little devil. He thinks he's above us and doesn't have to join in anymore.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? You know Someone's what? feeling a little nervous. I hear some nervousness in your voice, young man. <laughs> your <laughs> wife looked like she Luke. was in love with Luke. I know. It
2: was like the second that Ali said something, Amanda just jumped on it and like topped her.
1: <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. Luke got it like
2: that. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a quiet, sultry guy. Sometimes on the road, he'll talk to some young thing up. Quiet, sultry. Quiet, guy. Guy. <laughs> quiet hey, sultry guy. Quiet, sultry guy. Hey, dude, girl.
3: Dude, hey, he's, girl. He's, on the, he's on the front of a weird fucking fucking uh, grocery store novel cover. <laughs> hey, girl. It's Cool Hand
0: Luke Part remember.
3: 2. <laughs> I just assumed he didn't come on here. Because he blew up my amp. He didn't want to look at you in the face. (laughs) He mentioned that again. He did. No, I've told him a thousand times. He's
2: like, is Carl still mad at me? Or something like that. I don't remember.
3: I've told him a thousand times. Like, you know, like a thousand percent, it wasn't you, obviously. You know, there was a weird something going on weird with the electricity, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Um, And, but then after I told him that several times, then I also went and blamed him for it like eight thousand times.
2: <laughs> I was telling you, it was so funny. He has, but
3: I don't know that I don't know that Luke understands that like like I'm blaming him for the comedy relief, not because I actually mean it.
1: No, he's so nervous. Think. He's so nervous about right? it, man. Like,
3: it's, it's like, dude, like I like I love you, man. Like, but I'm just like I'm I I'm gonna dick with you because I love you.
1: He doesn't get it he's still nervous he's like are you sure are you sure i've never i've never had two amps blow up on one gig before that was hilarious well not that was, blow up
3: dude, that top. was fucking crazy man
1: yeah that's even Robbie
3: electronics
1: yeah robbie robbie even told me who was a sound guy there he was like yeah the the uh, wiring in here isn't exactly uh top notch <laughs> 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 and I, I love him for that. He was very honest. They're actually doing construction in Milk Boy. I don't know if uh, Mark Brown's seen that. No. But what are they doing? It looks like they're. It looks like they're fixing it up. So fingers crossed cool. for next Dude, year. I, I thought that that's a nice. I
3: mean, it's a cool room.
1: We had a lot yeah. of fun. Oh, the room is cool. I'm just talking about the wiring and getting yeah. like the format. The format needs to be fixed. And they have another Milk Boy on South Street in Philly, and that one needs a lot. <laughs>
3: Dude, I I saw that uh I saw that there might be a Brooklyn bowl coming into Fishtown.
1: fish town. Oh yeah, that's news really? as of today. So and it's gonna yeah. be right well, next to the Fillmore. Really? Like yeah? next door. And and it's being built in Fishtown. They really missed a um uh, an opportunity to call it the Fishbowl.
3: <laughs>
1: Throw that in there. But yeah, it's gonna be built right next to the Fillmore. Like, what are you guys doing? It's a pandemic. No one's buying tickets. How so? How much? What is
3: the uh? What is the capacity of that Fillmore?
1: Here, I don't actually have that it's like, info. It's like two thousand, right? Or Income something. prepared, like two thousand. Yeah. yeah, and then the so. foundry is typically two hundred or five hundred. I, I can't remember five
0: hundred, rob But here, I'll look but, it up. Hang on.
1: And there, I think there's an even smaller room in in the building. But so like what? So what? I don't understand what the Brooklyn Bowl is. Is f- Fillmore's
0: twenty five hundred?
3: What what? Like, what are they, what, where are they, what, where are they planning to sit
1: in between those? I, I, I couldn't even tell you. I, weird. I don't know. I'm so confused. What company is that stupid to build something like that right now? You're not going to have any work for like eight months, nine months at the least. It's going to take a while to build the damn thing. So. Maybe that's what it is. They're announcing it, and okay, maybe. And then but, when all this is done, and they're gonna be like
2: first show, and
1: everybody shows up. <laughs> right, <Soul Live laughs> moving up, doing bow live in Philly.
2: No, they
1: they, they would probably be the one opening it up. So they've opened up all the other ones, right?
2: Yeah, they've done they've done all the Ardmore stuff, right? Don't they do runs there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure they did. Uh, when we had that big blizzard, they had like a two night run, and one of them really right, canceled. I remember. And it was and they- Schofield. Oh, i uh, do remember else. that
2: <laughs> that yeah, was the so, show we went to we saw them with Schofield at the brooklyn bowl
1: that's awesome
2: we saw the Schofield the first night and the second night it was marcus king and uh
1: george porter jr
2: george oh porter that jr. was
1: oh that was literally during bowl live yeah we saw ivan neville that was a nice. Great oh show. nice oh, that would have been cool nice
3: yeah the whole fu- the, the funny part about it was is that like we had tickets to the first night and we were, then we were like, Well, the next night we're just gonna go and like, you know, rage all
2: over Brooklyn and just, you know <laughs> But after the first the thing, night we woke up and we were like, We have to go tonight
3: again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, well we found we also didn't realize that George Porter was gonna be there the next night. And then
2: Oh, cool. uh, did they like announce that? Yeah, like we found out George Porter was gonna be there. And we're like, Well yeah. I also didn't remember much of the first night, so I was like I need
1: to make up for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Marcus King. Do you remember any of the show? Yes, that was, that was great, fantastic.
0: Oh shit! I was uh, at the Marcus King one. I was there. Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah. I went by my. I oh. went by myself because uh, Rob couldn't go, and I couldn't find someone to go with, so I, it was just me. So but you guys were at the same show. This was
1: last year, right? Yeah. Did we
2: drunkenly run into no, each other? No, no, oh, no. Oh no, we went year two years.
1: Two ago years Oh, was ago. this two years ago? Yeah.
0: I went to the la- the last one. Okay. okay I was about yeah, we to say,
1: two- you guys fucked up.
2: <laughs> yeah, we would have
1: known right. about that. <laughs> yeah, but then. Yo, I remember but
2: they did a yeah. fantastic remember whipping post?
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: And they did good. uh
3: they did Elizabeth Reed with uh right. with John Schofield. Oh cool. I remember that.
2: Yeah, that was Oh great. yeah. Was
1: great. You know what? I saw that YouTube video. That's up there somewhere. I saw it that was amazing. Each one of them yeah. takes a so- solo and like Schofield's like watching Marcus King solo. He's like, okay. All right.
0: Hey guys. Cool. I gotta break in. We got a special guest making an appearance today. Hang on one second. Here he comes. Lou Bosney wants to join us.
3: <laughs> whoa. Where is he? Whoa, whoa.
0: Where'd he go? Who? Lou. The Lou. big letdown. Here he comes.
1: Hey! <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, we were just talking about how you blew up Carl's amp.
0: <laughs> hey, can't hear you.
1: He goes, to I'm sorry. It's going to turn on your
3: mic man
2: bottom left bro audio what's with these names lou bosley and chauncey Stirrups? that's my name bro that's my that's my zoom name
0: what's up luke i can't no, i can't hear you no. oh.
1: cut more shit out Luke let's keep everybody. talking about him before oh, he can Christ. say something. I mean, for Christ's You're, sake, dude. Let's talk about how poor we are again.
2: He broke the speakers on his computer too.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't even hear us making fun of him.
2: I don't think he can. <laughs> he just oh, knows shit. we're laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh you, shit! Yeah. I, what are you doing? Is, is he from Boston?
2: How about now? Are you from Yay! Boston? Yay! Oh,
3: my God. Welcome,
2: new stressful. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? Hey, hey, buddy. How you doing?
3: Are you from Boston?
2: No. It's just a ball cap that I wear. Oh, fair
3: enough.
2: He's got okay. a guitar strap on. Is there a guitar with that strap? Yeah, I'm doing this, like, recording thing right now, actually.
0: Sweet.
3: Wow! Look at...
2: Look at Luke
3: makes money apparently while we while we all while we all starve to death.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's right. What's up? What's going on? What's what's the word? How's the interview going? How you guys feeling? Best interview I've ever been on in my entire life. I
3: wouldn't say it's an
2: interview. It's a hang, bro. A, we're, just, we're just hanging out.
3: Interview interview would be a very strong word. For
2: this. <laughs> yeah. Is Rob asking probing questions? No.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know. Rob, you got, you got a couple of good questions in there. A couple of nice right. zingers.
1: Some zingers?
0: You know. Yikes. What what are you recording, Luke?
2: Uh, Train to Wonderland, it's called. Nice. Some, it's like a piano singer-songwriter thing. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Are you working on it with your
1: dad? Yeah. That's dope.
2: Your dad's a musician too.
1: What? He's a drummer. He's a wonderful drummer and an excellent uh engineer as well. Oh He's still he has like a very nice studio. Is he still in there, Luke? Is he still in his studio or did he move out? Uh he moved out. Oh, okay. He's got there his is. rig set up at home though. I guess, yeah. So he sent me some shit. That's,
2: That's cool. Face. Yeah, yeah. Philly. What's up, Carl? Is he in Philly, too?
1: He's right outside of Philly. Luke, what town was that? Thank uh, you, Rob. What town is he from? <laughs> Sorry. He's in, he's in Westchester-ish.
2: Okay.
1: I like Westchester. Here, I'll be right back. Yeah, Westchester's okay. cool.
2: We like Sprout. Sprout's cool. Is that Westchester? Yeah, yeah that's Sprout. Westchester, yeah. Yeah, Sprout's cool.
0: What's up with that new spot? Slow Hand or something?
2: What's yeah, it's like a Eric Clapton themed bar. No, that's what I thought too. I forget. It's another, uh, I forget what the reference is, but it's not Eric Clapton, which oh, I thought was strange. Ancient, fringy. <laughs> slow fringy. Slowhand,
3: but it's not oh, Eric Clapton.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? Isn't that weird? That's in the fine print. It's called Slowhand in parentheses, but it's not Eric Clapton. <laughs> nice. It's a pop punk bar. <laughs>
0: oh. What are you drinking, Carl? We got there. Uh, a little, a little bourbon. Ooh. Ooh,
1: nice. Nice. Ooh, Elijah Craig. I nice. Beautiful. Hey, so now that we're talking about the band again, um, is are you guys still <laughs> making fun of Tyler as much as possible, or is that evolving too? Yeah, where he where is he at?
3: Do we make fun of Tyler as much as possible? We'd probably all make fun just of each as other as much as possible. Yeah, it's okay. it's pretty it's pretty equal opportunity, honestly, at this point.
1: Alright, well um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. Every time I'm with you guys, that guy's getting the brunt of every freaking other joke. God bless him. Uh, and then uh, on top of that, I listened to a recording. You're all making fun of him, and he doesn't know it. At the beginning oh. of uh <laughs> what the hell track was it? I gotta look it up. I think it was like the third track in, and he's like huh? yeah, okay. on the album? <laughs> yeah. Yeah we in the circle. It was. Um...
2: You guys recorded making fun of him. Yeah. Which <laughs>
1: one is that? <laughs> I think it's uh, or was it VV? No, it was.
2: It was on. Uh, it was. It was when we were doing the campfire stuff. You can hear us making fun of Tyler on that. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably happened because I remember like we had we were talking. It was you, me, and Tyler. So we probably were making fun of him. And then we played the exact same thing backwards to make it kind of sound like that. But you can hear little parts of it. Yeah, that's really funny, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking... I think Mark went and got some vermin. I did. He wanted to join the party. Attaboy, boy. Jimmy. Jimmy.
1: Jimmy. 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 Hey, so what are you boys listening to these days? What's everybody listening to in quarantine? Music-wise.
3: You know what's what's weird is I've been... um, I've been going back in time. <laughs> I've been going back in time and listening to a lot of the uh old school Dwayne um uh Ida Wide South, uh the Almond Brothers, Almond Brothers, and the Fillmore the Fillmore East record. It's like I said earlier, like I was I was um I've been spending a lot of time playing Slide, so it just kind of made sense.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, yeah yeah I I love the Fillmore East record yeah
3: yeah yeah but I mean you know I was I've just been listening to that you know just trying to figure out a lot of his tendencies trying to figure out what he's doing
1: that's so awesome Nate what are you listening to bud
2: I was just laughing because I was thinking what have I been listening to the last couple days and I've been listening to a lot of Tom Petty no way how come Coming out with, or not him, because he's dead. But they're releasing... <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, not no. him, because he's dead.
2: They're releasing a, like, a big box set of a bunch of like alternate like uh, demo solo takes of Wildflowers. So that was just on my Spotify, so I just pulled it up and it sounded good. I've been listening to a lot of him, and today I listened to Beck and um uh, the album um oh the new uh brian uh crap what's his name the new bruce
1: hornsby album i've been There's listening to new that bruce a lot hornsby album? there is and it's really I cool know that did that's he come bad. out with a new did he come out with a new version of that's just the way it is again has I he done so. that a bunch of
2: times <laughs> yes <laughs> really <laughs> uh, his, his modern stuff is like really good the album from last year is really good this one is really good it's really um deep lyrically it's about like uh (laughs) it's about like literally everything that's happening right now pretty much
1: oh did he like record it in quarantine and stuff and he released it is it just like solo
2: piano no so he's been doing it since last year but just a lot of the i mean a lot of the themes are still incredibly relevant or even more relevant um, but, no, it's, like, full band, and, like, it's really weird, like, ethereal sounding, like, really soundscape-y. It's it It's weird, but it's really cool.
1: Yeah, he's always an artist that likes to stand out. I saw him at a, a Love for Levon concert when they were trying to save Levon Helm's farm, and he came out with a dulcimer, and the stadium was just, like, the hell? <laughs> and it kept, it kept feeding back because it's such a resonant instrument, and then, like, he's trying to play. There's just feedback going on and on and on. But he, he plowed through it. He's a great singer. I love Bruce Hornsby. I've never seen him. I've never seen him.
3: I would never. love to. I like it. I like it when when he did that stuff with um What was that? that was a the w the the, the, the <laughs> bluegrass band and, and they did like uh the way it is and all that stuff like that. Uh, uh Bruce and Hornsby like the and rain. the range. And the range, oh, no,
0: he, yeah. he he did a he did a bluegrass album with uh Oh, who was it? It was a famous mand- mandolin player. Um, yeah, they did a uh, Super Freak. They did like a bluegrass version of Super Freak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bruce be be singing all yeah. Guys, Super Freak. It's it's really it's aw- it's really good. Um,
3: it's yeah, like it's freaking cool, man. Like it's it it is really cool. It's Ricky Skaggs. It sounds awkward. Ricky and it Skaggs. Will almost Skaggs, be yeah. as awkward as yeah. I am talking about this. record because it is very (laughs) awkward but no it's really good like it's it it is it is super good is it ricky skaggs
0: yeah it is
1: yeah Yeah. that's so cool and you mentioned wildflowers well you listen you mentioned wildflowers isn't it like uh rick rubin produced that did he i I thought so
3: Am I looking that up? Ricky Skaggs Ricky as well. Skaggs. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, I can tell you something about Ricky Skaggs. This guy Oh Ricky Skaggs. <laughs> he wear he wears a Boston Red Sox hat.
0: <laughs> yeah, Rick Rubin produced Wildflowers.
1: Okay. There's an thanks, Mark. There's an interesting hey, podcast producer, of um what's that, Luke? I'm gonna leave. It was good seeing you all in
2: brief.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks for popping in, bro. <laughs> Bye. It,
2: was, it, was <laughs> awesome. it wasn't a, it wasn't a long stay thing. That's how I love I mean, you, buddy. Sal. He's, he's, you said everything you need to say. That, well, it's was good to see you guys. You Thank you. Thanks for popping in, buddy. I love you, buddy. I miss you. Yeah, yeah, I hope you guys doing well. See you, See you last weekend, Nate. You too. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, Late. until we meet again. <laughs> Till we meet again. Thanks, Peace. Luke. Thanks, buddy. Auf Zane. <laughs> I love Lou, him, but man.
1: <laughs> Lou Bosny. He's almost as awkward as Carl talks. <laughs> but uh almost, but there's an there's an, ex- an sorry
3: your talk show skills.
1: Kill oh Thanks, <laughs> hey, uh, have you seen the Malcolm Gladwell Rick Rubin podcast? No, is that awkward? Almost <laughs> as awkward as us, yeah. Really? Almost. They really try, they do. But they go, they dive into Rick Rubin's, um, like uh, his past records he produced, and kind of talk about like how they make the records. It's really interesting and in how like Def Jam and everything kind of happened. Cool. It's really fascinating. I highly recommend it.
2: I know he has. Um, I've read some things about, uh, or like seen little documentaries. I think it's mostly documentaries about like how in depth he goes with people, like with Red Hot Chili Peppers on Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I, that was Rick Rubin. Yes, it was Rick Rubin. Um yeah, I think they like got a he rented them out like a really old mansion for like two months or something. And they just stayed there and wrote the album there.
1: That's so awesome. Uh, yeah. and, then the
2: and then there's Sate Anger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> we can just leave that one Lie on the floor. <laughs> Mark, what are you listening to, bud?
0: Uh I've listened to the Crusaders a lot actually lately. Um Really? Yeah, I don't know. I've been trying to like listen to some new shit, and uh, so like early Crusaders, like put it where you want it. That's that that era. So it's funky shit. I don't shit. know Crusaders uh, Let's see. Was there? They were like a jazz, like a, they were like so. They're they're kind of like they're one of the bands that Handbone Relay is kind of based on. They're like an instrumental funk band from the '70s, kind of like the Meters, but more jazz than you know what I mean than the Meters were um sure. but like that kind of vibe um I'm trying to think i don't know if they really had any hits that you guys would know but um but yeah we used to cover a couple of their songs so i've been i've been like going through their disc, their discography so
3: you know who i've been checking out the last couple of days was um uh Dorothy Ashby who's that and who's that? so she's um she's a harp player she plays the she plays the harp and she um is she related to Jerry Ashby? No. Okay. I, I, I don't know, maybe she is. I don't know. <laughs> but um it was really like like she has a she has a record called Afro Harping that is like stunning. Like it's it's so good. Um in particular like there was a tune that I wanted to bring to, to the band that was um called yeah, I don't um, want to do it. Soul Vibrations. And, um, but Dorothy Ashby, if you guys get a chance, just check it out. Super cool stuff. Hmm. Super cool stuff. That's very like, kind of like that very like early, early acid jazz type thing, (laughs) but it's, but it's not, you know what I mean? Like a lot more, you know, it's
0: good.
1: That's awesome. Awesome. I'm definitely going to add that to my list. I'm going to check that out for sure. Carl, you
0: listen to Larry Carlton at all? Yeah, so he was in the Crusaders.
1: So, so that,
3: oh, nice. So that was, okay, that was one of
0: his band, one of his first bands. So.
3: Oh, nice, yeah. nice. So. yeah, Larry Carlton, you know, obviously from Steely Dan. Yep. Like that's where I know him from.
0: Right. Yeah. He was, uh, he was like I think he was like nineteen or twenty when he when he they asked him to play in the Crusaders and that was like his. He wrote a lot of tunes with them, and then from there he moved on to like Steely Dan and stuff.
4: But.
1: That's insane. Yeah. On being nineteen or twenty and joining the Crusaders. How, 19, how old or, was he? nineteen or
3: twenty he joins the Crusaders and then at twenty-two he's, doing, he's doing, tracks doing tracks for Donald Fagin to <laughs> pick apart.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? You ever watch those, steel. those Steely
3: Dan documentaries where they pick the guitar tracks apart?
1: Um, I do, it's but it's I can't ex-cerner. stand Donald Fagan. <laughs> I can't stand him. I can't. I can't. It's the glasses, the the I over. Like can't
2: even listen to him talk. Oh, no, I'm
1: just. I love the music, but god damn, I can't listen to. I c- saw Donald him do Fagan.
0: Shakedown Street at Mountain Jam one time. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It was. Just oh. Donald Fagan. What? Sing, singing, yeah, dude. It was terrible.
2: If only there could be a worse Shakedown Street.
0: Who? No.
3: Wait, hold do, on, I hold, hold on, an please. Awesome well, maybe expand not th- on this. Well, it Donald Fagen did Shakedown yeah, Street. Yeah, so it
0: was it was a mountain gym. It was Levon Helm's seventieth birthday thing or something, and they had like a bunch of guests, and they did, they did Shakedown Street. It was like Warren Haynes, and Ray LaMontagne was there, and and uh, I don't remember who else was there, but Levon Helm was playing, like th- playing. This is fine so far. Well, so the band was great, but Donald <laughs> Fagan led the band and sang shakedown street and it was terrible <laughs> it was just not good i don't know i'm not so this is probably blasphemy i've actually never really been a steely dan fan i actually don't like steely dan as a keys player i don't it's too, too it's i don't know man it's just too it's too jazzy for me bro i don't know i can't can't i don't know don't
3: worry we'll We'll physically fight next time we see each other. You probably
0: don't like the <laughs> I like there's a couple. I like like Bodysafe. I like there's a couple tunes I like. But like I don't really. I can't get into it, man. It's just not for me, man. I don't know. No. I see
2: what you're saying. Like the
1: smooth jazzy. Like
0: sounds like they should be playing a country club in the Catskills. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, they're a part yeah. of the yacht rock movement, right? They're a part of the what's considered the yacht rock movement. Yeah, so. yeah. Some of
3: their they're stuff not is not as far, like they're not as far like they're not. They're not Christopher Cross, like, they're not that, they're not they're not yeah, that they're level that, of Yacht Rock, right. but, like, yeah, they, like, you know.
0: They've got some good songs.
3: Hey, 19 could definitely be, be, yeah, that's Yacht Rock.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Kid Charlemagne is not Yacht Rock,
1: right? No, no that's,
3: like, We just can classic. all agree with that. Um, uh, I, Asia I, is not Yacht Rock.
1: Not no, Yacht Rock. no, no. Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock um but i listen to it for the musicians i don't listen to it like really for the songs i love just like the grooves and the textures and stuff that
2: that, they come up with
1: unbelievably unbelievably tight
3: yeah yeah i got turned on on to them when i was in my early 20s and yeah kind of just never really turned back um they were one of those they they were a lot like like zappa to me where it was like the more I listened to them, the more I learned. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So it was, you know, it was super cool. There's a that, lot of layers that. in
1: that music, for sure. Yeah. I love it. And then on top of that, they were like masterminds in the studio. They were brilliant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then
3: I used to say, I saw a documentary where they were uh, they were doing the uh, the record for Asia. And um, my favorite drummer of all time, um, Bernard Purdy laid down tracks for two, I think two, two or three of those songs. And it's just, it's hilarious to see him interact with all these other musicians. Um, because he was like, like a lot of times from what the rumors are, and I'm not sure it's not, I'm not sure it's true, but a lot of times, um, he would come to a session, he would get his drums set up, and then they would put up a sign next to his drums that just said the hit maker.
1: No, I have heard that too. They did that when he was with Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can only imagine being a fly on the wall in that session for sure. You
3: know what I mean? Like but the the other thing is, like you listened to his, you know, he was on uh he was certainly on home at last. It was um, uh that's uh, pretty recognizable.
1: Black cow, right? Yeah, Is that the other one, because yeah. that's the shuffle. Yeah, yeah, that record's amazing, top to bottom. That's yeah. probably my favorite Steely Dan record of all time. It's probably the most classic too, out of I all of so.
3: Yeah. By the way, yeah, I gotta talk to you guys about your classic records of all the the well, <laughs> Do you have we'll some beefs? We can't do it now because we don't have we don't have time. But f- you guys fucking miss some really good records. <laughs> well, there's so many to pick from well there's so many but to pick from we, and then you gotta pick I from know your- you didn't th- you didn't think we would listen to that shit <laughs> guess what doc <laughs> some
4: you of to know us
3: have some time on <laughs> our hands oh <laughs> uh,
2: that's funny
1: shit. <laughs> um <laughs> well dude there's so many good records from the 90s and 2000s and i remember we all approached that differently it was like it was a personal thing and then jordan's trying to Pick from the best from all time, but you know, there's too many good records to name. We didn't have yeah. enough time, and that podcast was already four hours. We were recording for four hours straight, right? Like, that shit's ridiculous. I, I yeah, I
3: can't believe it. you guys edited it down. That 90s one was like an hour and 45 minutes, and I'm sure sh- I don't know how much you edited it down, but a lot, Lord. a lot. Well, hold on, that's the <laughs> Wings lot. one. Is that the Wings
0: one? Uh, the Wings one was the 70s, I think. Yeah, oh, that was okay. the 70s.
3: Yeah. Those
0: uh, Yeah, all those episodes, was, was, especially when we have all four of us talking, they're all like four hours, and then I edited them to like two. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of. There, well, the wings one, there's like there's like twenty minutes of us just chewing. You know,
1: <laughs> Cause, cause, yeah, and like the hotter we got, we couldn't talk about any of the music because we just couldn't fucking speak for like ten minutes. In the last, number, we try to do our number ones, and I'm like fucking almost vomiting. <laughs> i'd be like a bruce Springsteen pass there born are, to run you like
2: can't even think of what it is
1: no i'm like i don't even know who's playing what at this point i don't know the record i just i'm i can't fucking fathom what's going on with my mouth dude i have the best game for you okay i'm so excited
3: <laughs> here's the game all right see if you can ever find somebody that can listen to a bob seger song and not get nostalgic for high school. Find a guy. Find him. He doesn't exist. He doesn't exist.
2: <laughs> oh, did no
3: one Bob ever Seger? wins that game.
1: I no. don't think about high school when I hear Bob Seeger. I'm oh. thinking summer nights. I'm thinking, you know, what are you to thinking Bob about? I Seeger in high
2: school. Why would I think about high school? There, I, I found Seger.
1: your guy, motherfucker.
2: Bob
0: Seeger. Sitting right next Silver to him. Silver Bull Band.
1: This fucking guy. This fucking guy. Can't do anything with him. Yeah, the game's over, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Apparently, worst game ever. I know. It was quick. (laughs) Could have been a game between me
3: and Mark Brown.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: We have to go on tour again, guys. We we need to just hit the road.
3: We did night moves the shit out of that thing.
2: (laughs) Can we just go on like a trip? Let's <laughs> close. Like, actually play music.
3: <laughs> can we just go to Deep Creek and tell all of our wives that we're going to go
2: play, <laughs> and then bring all our instruments <laughs> so that we can just play? But it's not like you know. Done.
1: Marks. Marks down. I'm down. You don't have to I say worry
2: about making any money. <laughs> I say. I, I say well, I wow.
1: we uh, we do a tour and close close out with Seeger every night. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it.
0: Done. Done.
2: If Hambone was gonna. Close out their set with the Seeger song every night. What song would it be? Should you tell? Should I use a few pounds?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm a Catmandu kind of guy, personally. Oh,
2: nice. I, I bet, so many I nice. Bet, uh, I bet um, uh, Chauncey would sing it.
0: <laughs> oh, he would.
1: Um, oh, I would. I'm would... trying to think what I would pick. Going to Doo. I love uh, famous final scene though. That's a good one. But we, it wouldn't work for hand bone. I guess, yeah, I guess I would do that. <laughs> night I moves, would, baby. Night moves. I would do like Hollywood a rock nights. That's a good one. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: And I would sing
1: it. Yes.
2: <laughs> no, I need I mean, you to no. get like
1: I need you to get like all Bob Seegered up. You're gonna get in the front, give you a microphone and fucking just go for it. Wig. Yes.
2: <laughs> so I don't think about high school when I think about Bob Seger, but I think about being a little kid watching football when I hear Bob Seger because of that song, Like a Rock, and like the what, the Ford truck commercials? Yep. That's what I think about. It's fair. Thank you. I love it, man. No, thank
1: you. <laughs> You're mm. welcome. Yeah,
2: I think about being a six-year-old kid on the couch when I hear Bob Seger. Nice.
1: Dude, I... When I think of Bob Seger, I'm thinking I'm, I'm like on a sailboat with my pop because we used to play those records all the time, just like on the Chesapeake, uh, or no, the Sassafras. Yeah, the Sassafras, Sassafras River in Maryland. Isn't that
0: a drink, or that's Sassafras.
1: Sassafras. <laughs> Go get another the Sassafras. Whiskey
0: buddy. Sassafras. I'll have you know this is my first, second bourbon, and I'm doing
1: good. Which buddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny as shit. Where do you guys want to tour in 2021? You're going You want to go to Europe?
2: Back to Europe in 2021.
1: <laughs> 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 we want to go. We we would love to.
2: We need we need to um, we need to make money to buy a van in order to go further. But I, what I, we definitely want to do is Pennsylvania. You know, the usual Pennsylvania, um, New York the Virginias, I think if we can get back to where we were last year, like um, if we could get up, back up to Vermont or North Carolina, possibly again, that would be cool. Um, it's going to be hard to do without a van. Yeah.
0: I don't know <laughs> what's happening right now, but I like it
2: that uh... do you, you don't have to t- say that just because people are listening. <laughs> hey,
0: uh, that Rob, that, that run that we were going to do w- w- would be awesome to do with, with, with these guys. Uh, oh yeah, we, we were gonna whole do. Southern... We're gonna do like uh, Martins, and then the Whiskey Jar in Charlottesville. But then we were doing Nashville, uh, Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> um, Huntsville, Alabama. What's that? What else was on that run? Do you remember? There was something else in missing.
1: Uh, we were gonna do uh, Virginia Beach.
0: Oh no, Knoxville Preservation Pub in Knoxville.
1: No, yeah. Um, um, and
0: Virginia Beach too. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that that that'd be a cool run to do with you guys, man. Be a lot of fun. Rage, Rage, Huntsville, dude.
2: Gotta, Roll Tide! You gotta play some
0: Skinner huh? though. What's that?
2: Hey, you guys got that? I got. <laughs> we, got we got the singer. Uh, you got you singer. Well, the singer. Well, you Skinner have to sing it. We got <laughs> to I said that we. I'm were telling you. Like a rock.
1: Nice. Oy. All right. We're gonna be square relay closing out all those shows. I'm I'm Tell you, it. just make it a three set night. Yeah. You, yeah. we play a set you
3: play a set and then we all play a
1: set <laughs> <laughs> and then we play with each other
4: uh, mm. okay.
1: Good. lord Rob you that's got how I roll buddy anyway thank you guys for joining us for dude check this out I appreciate you guys calling in or phoning in zooming in
3: we love you guys oh, oh I thought you were about to show us something yeah. you know that we <laughs> no? love you guys
1: oh hey, on dude check this out wow the name of the <laughs> <process>. <laughs> make sure to go following square the squaring the circle on facebook or instagram and uh, the website is just squaring the circle.com the circle Ooh,
2: gotta add the music yes. is there
1: another squaring the circle
2: there might be not one that matters <laughs> <laughs> anyway thanks again
1: guys love you guys Hey, thanks so much for listening to do. Check This Out by Hambone Relay. If you like what you hear, we have all of our shows available on HamboneRelay.com. And also uh, Apple Podcasts. You can go to Stitcher and you can listen to all of our previous episodes and listen to us jargon with a bunch of our friends and me and Mark just shooting the shit. Hope you're having a great day and uh, stay safe. Don't get the virus. Peace. Peace.